joining us now, he has authored the book, 50 Questions Asked of a Pebble Beach Caddy. James Hudgen joins us. James, welcome into the golf shop. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. And thank you for inviting me. Yeah, man. So, all right, right out of the gate, what's the, what's the most common question always asked you? The most common question. That's not one of the 50 questions, but I think it's um, how long have you been here? That's pretty much what most people want to know to kind of judge your experience and things like that. So your experience is pretty much the first question that they ask or most common. Yeah, I'm still angry at Pebble Beach, by the way, because I played out there in 2000. Um, I was a single. I, I called the day before. I got a tee time at like 720 in the morning and I wanted a caddy. And they said, well, sir, you know, you're the only person in the group taking a caddy. Our caddies usually carry two bags. I said, I'll pay for both. They wouldn't let me. My goodness. My goodness. Well, hopefully that wasn't recent. Uh, I, you know, I caddied there back in 1982. And, you know, a hustle is a hustle. I, I have a part in the book where I talk about one of the rookie caddies that are always there. It was Tony and his ex-brothers. And there's a story about, you know, that caddy that's willing to take one for the team. So, obviously, the, the guy's been a little selfish. I apologize. <laughs> that was the shop. It wasn't the caddies. It was the shop. They wouldn't put me out there with, uh, with what caddy carrying one bag. So, uh, despite the fact that I told him I'd play with two. Obviously, it's, uh, it's one of those golf courses that people go out there for the experience. They don't care what it costs. Um, I'm sure you've seen a lot of bad golf. I'm sure you've seen a lot of good golf. Uh, who's probably the most uh, recognizable celebrity that you've ever looped it for? Well, um, Michael Bolton, uh, I chatted for him on uh, the AT&T, and we made the cut, and that was pretty interesting. Um, he was a pretty routine type of guy, so we just kind of found out a way to get off the tee, and that was like a dozen roses, and and uh, then we'd work our way down. You know, if you didn't get off the tee, you didn't have a dozen roses well you still the date's still going so you maybe have to lay up and then move in there so it was pretty recognizable uh i've been in a group with uh, kevin costner um business wise the uh, at&t when they first took over and they was actually co-host with the crosby i had the president and ceo charlie brown and that was interesting um they introduced him as amateur from new york at cypress point and uh, i guess they didn't like that the next day at spyglass we were on a celebrity tour we played treble last um he had to the starter kind of changed it up it was more like born in new york in 1942 and <laughs> they went through his whole video his biography so business-wise it was charlie brown when the tournament first took over AT&T co-partner with uh, Nathaniel Crosby. Yeah. James, how long did you carry? Can I hear you? Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. How long did you caddy out there? Well, it was uh, over 30 years. Um, from 82 to 2014. Wow. It, was, it was kind of a... That is one of the questions... And uh, I 
listening to your show um, a couple of weeks back. You had Fuzzy Zoller, and I didn't yeah. really count that as a as a job. Um, in '79, you know, I was just picking up a hustle, and I got the caddy for Fuzzy back then in 79 and it was pretty interesting uh he just won the san diego open uh, andy williams and uh, we were on the fourth hole and in that interview fuzzy was talking about angles and you know you got to shape the ball and you know more about angles than yardage back in the day and so i learned a lot from from him um so in the book i just talk about uh the time that i caddy the error you know the woods on the driving range and then when the metal woods came along people were looking around and what the heck is that you know because the sound changed so uh, and the players you mentioned gary player and lee trevino um they would change stories uh gary player back in the day you know, he was very good very loose a lot of the golfers were loose back then and his one of his stories was his wife's credit card was stolen, but he didn't run out to report it because the thief was spending less money than his wife. So <laughs> they had a lot of good stories. So that was a that was a pretty good time to be a part of the caddies. The game has obviously changed a lot now. He um, was talking about the shambo and well, that rip it and rip it kind of came along with Tiger. But I think it was more controlled. He, he played inside the course. He just had less yardage in on the straighter holes. But uh, a number three at Pebble Beach, he, he didn't really go over the trees. And that kind of recklessness came along with Dustin Johnson and Phil Mickelson trying to cut that corner. So other than John Daly. But it was kind of that era of, of golf uh, um, that I enjoyed the most that I caddied in. James, what what so what is the weirdest, oddest question you were asked as a Pebble Beach caddy? Um, you're kind of breaking up. I can't really hear you. Go again. What what was the weirdest or the oddest question you were asked when you were caddying at Pebble Beach? The weirdest or oddest question, yeah. Oh, the weirdest or oddest question. Oh, geez. Well. I try not to think anybody's weird because it is, it is customer service. But um, I think the question about um, the cart driving off the cliff on number eight at Pebble Beach. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people, people wanted to know, was that true? Is it true? Is, is it true? And, uh, you know, I kind of answered, uh, if it was true, Pebble Beach had been sued a long time ago. So. Right, I, right. I'm sure carts have uh, gone into the ocean there. Um, the brakes weren't setting on number eight on the tee box, and they've rolled <laughs> off uh, past the tee and into the cliff there. I've seen guys, and we used to let carts on the fairway, uh, number 10, go down, and then the dew in the morning, and the guy hit the brakes, and the cart slide, and there's guys jumping out of the carts. And, and so I think, it was, yeah, that'd probably be the weirdest question. For sure. You know, and I'm sure you've seen a lot. I mean, uh, the seventh hole, obviously, we know how, how great that thing can play. And I'm sure you've seen the extremes. I'm sure you've seen it play the, as the shortest hole of all time. And I'm sure you've seen it play as the longest short hole of all time. Well, there's off, uh, um, 
There is also a picture in the book of a gentleman that had a hole in one there. And uh, that story's in the book, and we're talking about on the third hole, it's into the wind there, you know, facing to ocean, and uh, the seagulls are nestled down on 17. And anyway, we get a shot in there, and I started thinking about what club to hit on number seven. It was terrible weather, 60 miles an hour. And so when we're going up number six, I suggested I think it's going to be a, a three iron there. And... Uh, there was a few players out there, and some of them were coming in, you know, and they played seven, and they're just going. So as we teed off six, and we're just looking at people coming in, and we're just going to go play that number seven. As you know, it's a pretty famous hole. And uh, sure enough, we pulled the three iron out, and uh, he just hit a screaming little knockdown three iron. So I figured that was the only club that was not going to blow back over our heads and or blow over the green, so is a fact, you know. It just went out past the green halfway to Point Lobos out there, and then it just backed up and tracked right into the hole. So we went crazy. There's a picture there, the fellow that was in our group. He uh, took a picture, and uh, my guy, Ed, lost the lost the information because we wanted to play the whole 18 holes. And it was, it was a great day. The sun cleared up, and I talk about how he's coming in and players are going back out and the sun shining on them as he was Spartacus and, you know, the, the great journey. So that, that, uh, that's definitely a memorable shot. Probably one of the longest shots, uh, clubs hit on that hole. And to hear Arnold Palmer talk about it in my group when I was working for him on a little guest outing, uh, mentioned the shot and that was like a great shot. And I knew that I called it. I didn't bother to tell Arnold anything about that. I just enjoyed him telling the story. So, Three iron on number seven. Greatest shot awesome. ever. Awesome. Well, conversely, I pulled a 56-degree wedge out there. and Thought I had the right number until I scolded in the Pacific. <laughs> <laughs> All I know, Maddie, is when I played it the one time, I made a three on seven and I made a two on 17. Wow, so um, I, had, I may never, never top that, so Good I'll never stuff. go out there and play it again. But, James, we appreciate you spending some time with us this morning. Uh, the book can be found uh, on Amazon or pretty much anywhere where books are offered, and it's called 50 Questions Asked of a Pebble Beach Caddy. Thanks for joining us. You're welcome. My pleasure.